Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where each and every week, the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader and investor. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes, including a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillan, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and today I really wanted to um, have a chat about the millennials and how to build, build the right superannuation for them, because it really is, I mean, they've been in the media a lot lately, millennials, in, from a lot of different things, from employment or their, their, their trends in employment, to their savings patterns, to, you know, buying avocado, toasties, those sorts of things, and not being able to buy houses, but I really do want to more concentrate on how they can get the, the right superannuation for them because it really is important when you first start to work to choose the right superannuation for yourself because unlike uh, their parents, a lot of, um, well, not even unlike their parents, I suppose, but uh, a lot of the millennials can't necessarily just straight off have a self-managed super fund because obviously their super balance isn't at those levels where that would support having a self-managed super fund. So they've got to be going into managed superannuation, whether it be an industry fund or um, some other managed superannuation uh, fund. So they've got to be doing that. And, and quite um, realistically, they're going to be looking at 10 to 20 years in those sorts of things before they build up enough of that nest egg to really give them enough to get their own self-managed super fund, even if they did want to do that. But as Australians, we all want to have plenty of money to do things that we like and not have to worry. But sadly, more than 50% of Australians spend uh, spend more than what they earn. And, and that's a really disturbing fact. And what is even more alarming is that this means that the majority of Australians are essentially broke. And what I mean by that is that they can't survive for more than three months without an income source. Now, even more alarming than that is that one in four Australians have less than $1,000 in the bank. And I even think that figure is more one, one in four Australian households have less than $1,000 in the bank. That's really disturbing. And uh, and the reason why I say that is because we're called the lucky country. And if that's lucky, I'd like to see an unlucky country. Now, I've just spent pretty much the whole month um, in the USA because I've got a, a, I've just signed with a big New York publisher for a new book uh, that's going to be released in Australia probably February, March um, and then it'll be launched in the US um, into 2018 sometime and um, and then there'll be another copy of it um, going into the UK after that. So I'm doing a, a different version for the US, slightly different version for them and obviously a slightly different version for the UK but why I'm saying that is because after travelling to the US I still believe we're the lucky country um, and it's still far better living here than anywhere else. But we're only the lucky country, and to me, luck is an acronym for labour under correct knowledge. And that's really the crux of uh, luck. In, you make your own luck. It just doesn't come. Um, and millennials you know, are not immune to this poor savings pattern. And, and quite often, I think the, the millennials are getting dumped on because you know they're they're wanting all the things that their parents want, but then they're being told you can't have them, you can't get a property, you're just never going to be able to afford it, you're never going to be able to afford your first home. So they go, well, why bother? 
you know, and why bother trying to save up because I'm not going to get a good return or I'm not there. I'm just going to get ripped off at different places. So, uh, And so millennials are really not immune to what's been going on or this type of behaviour because they really do have the same goals as their parents in that being that they do want to own their own home and live comfortably in retirement. But sadly, whilst their parents were able or in generally able to get their own home, their parents have really struggled to gain a comfortable retirement. In fact, the, the statistics statistics of are really alarming about baby boomers and the such in their retirement savings and what they haven't actually done. And you listening to this may be one of those people and it really doesn't happen unless you start to make it happen and don't leave it till you're 55 to start to save your retirement because simply you ain't gonna, you're not going to cut it. You're not going to be ready to retire. Now, let's face it, as a millennial, you do really want to retire comfortably then you pretty much need to do something your parents didn't do or they didn't do very, very well. Now, unless you've had your head in the stand, that you'll know that your employer's superannuation contributions, that nine-odd percent that we get put into our superannuations, that's not going to be enough to build your nest egg and your delusional if you think it is, it's just not. And, you know, we've had well over 30 years of compulsory superannuation and we still got a problem with people retiring and we shouldn't. 9% is simply not enough. And with super, we tend to duck our heads in the sand and not look at it because the employer is paying for it on your behalf and you don't see it. And then once a year, you get this statement that you have a quick look at it for two seconds, put it down on the bench and you think, oh, look at that later. Then the newspaper or other papers get tied on it and they ponked on it and that eventually hits a drawer and then you might find it another 12 months later or it gets thrown in the bin. But you do... As a millennial, you can't afford to do that. Um, it's more important on the new than on your parents to really take hold. And you really need to make some choices about your superannuation. Because if you're 18, 19, 20, 21, that sort of thing, you really do need to make some really smart choices now. And you may not want to, but it's to me it's critical that you do this. Now, these choices can be broken down into roughly two areas. Now, one is the superannuation fund that you're going to use. And, and later I'm going to share with you nine areas you really need to consider to set yourself up properly. Uh, the second area here is is whether you want to make extra contributions over and above your employer's contribution so that you can boost the amount of super you have so that it compounds more. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about more about that in a second. So, but, you know, because what you want to do is be able to compound it more so when you stop working you'll have a comfortable retirement because you'll have more money in that. But the question is, is why grow your super? Um, you know, because the thing is, 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 is it's like a double-edged sword super. The, the government can't stop playing with it and regulating and doing all sorts of things, but it's a compulsory thing. So we might as well just go, well, what the heck? It's compulsory. It's going to happen whether I like it or not. So I might as well get the best out of it as I possibly can. So why grow the super though? Why put extra into it? Now, there's a few good reasons to grow your super because... You know, we're all now living longer than our parents did. And as millennials, you, let's face it, you are going to live a lot longer than your parents will. So you, you just might live behind, the, well, the chances are you're going to live beyond 100. And so you really do need to ensure your money lasts as long as you do. Now, the cost of living uh, is increasing all of the time. And you need not to only keep pace with that or the inflation, the cost of living, but also do better so that your wealth grows. And right now we're seeing a lot of people struggling with their energy bills, you know, pensioners and, and lower income earners, those sorts of people, just turning off their heating and, and if they're living, you know, they're, they're rugging up and everything else because they're afraid to put on the gas heater or the electricity or whatever else. And that 
doesn't spell to me the lucky country. It really doesn't. And, and it really makes me mad that our politicians have allowed this sort of thing to happen because it is their fault. They really have caused this to happen. And we need to fix it now, but that's a whole nother podcast. But the interesting thing is, 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 is so whilst you need to keep up with the cost of living, you also need to do better than that. So not just keep pace with it, but you need to outperform it so your wealth actually grows. The next thing I want to say is the age pension alone is not enough to retire. We know that. We've known that for a long time. And let's face it, in the future, it's only going to get worse over time because the government cannot fund it. It's as simple as that. Um, so, And also, from a super point of view, there are really good tax benefits that will encourage you to, or help you to encourage you to grow your superannuation. A lot more better in towards the retirement phase or transition to retirement phase, but even as in the growth accumulation stage, it's still good. Uh, and that's good incentive to why you should grow your super. So, But when choosing your superannuation, what should you actually look for? Now, again, we're going to break this down into two areas. First one is really simple. What you, what are your investment choices? So what can, well, what is your superannuation investing? And I'll talk a bit about that in a second. And the other area is fees. So the two areas, well, what are your investment choices and fees? So with your investment choices, these are broadly broken up into the three main areas, cash shares and property. And each managed superannuation fund will have different ratios of these investments in their funds, depending on the goal of the fund. So given millennials have a long time before retirement, they generally would want to learn, like, or lean more to an aggressive or growth type of superannuation fund. Um, and why they do that is to gain as much growth and then compound that growth as possible. But this also means that the fund will be more volatile in terms of some years it may not perform at all, may be negative, or it may do spectacular gains. And this is where millennials really do need to be patient. Don't play with it. Keep putting it in and keep putting it in and keep putting it in and keep working that. And that's what you really, really need to do. The other area, as I mentioned, is, is fees. Now, right up front, I'm going to share with you that, that less fees can mean you get more in your super. So understanding this is really critical to retirement. I'll say it again right up front. Less fees can mean you'll get more in your super. And it really is critical for you to understand this. Now, in my book, How to Beat the Managed Funds by 20%, I made a suggestion that 3% can really make a dramatic difference to your retirement. Now, would it surprise you to know that by getting just 3% better return or paying 3% less in fees each year over 40 years, this will mean your superannuation will be more than double than what it would have been if you hadn't got that extra 3%. And, you know, you can actually do it in a combination, 1.5% better return, 1.5% less fees. But as long as there's 3% better there, you'll have more than double the amount in your superannuation or your retirement fund than if you didn't get that 3%. That's an amazing result just three percent now all super funds have fees and all sorts of other costs and yes industry supervaluation funds have fees they, they do not think because you're in an industry super fund there's not going to be fees there is they have to pay for the buildings and the salaries and the wages and everything else and that's going to be coming out of your superannuation you're paying for it some pay more fees some charge more fees and others are less and generally speaking choosing a super fund with lower fees and costs can allow you to build your super faster because you're devaluing your contributions or less is coming out of your contributions, which means more's in the balance, so that's more to build and grow and compound. That said, it also may mean that that fund is more passive with their investments and so your returns may be lower. And so this is why you also need to consider the returns 
and not just sign up with the fund that got lowest fees. And I find people do that. That's one of those defaults that people do. I want to do things with the lowest cost. I want the lowest brokerage. I want the lowest this. I want the lowest that. And cheap is as cheap gets, or you get what you pay for. Um, Often people, you know, I'll talk to people on the phone about getting an education, and when they're talking to us about a diploma, and they go, I just want a cheap course. Well, that's great. If you want a cheap course, what are you going to get? You're going to get a cheap result. You know, and everybody, interesting how people know the you know the cost of everything, but not the value of things. And getting a good education is very, very valuable, just the same as getting the right superannuation. Okay, I'll just leave all that there. I don't want to make this podcast too long. So I want to create a part two of the podcast, Millennials, How to Get the Most Out of Your Super. So catch you in part two. Uh, good luck, good trading. Take care. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and you've been listening to Talking Wealth. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation.